Hello, welcome to Cherry Beckert's GovCom podcast, where we discuss current government contracting trends, compliance matters, and best practices to guide federal contractors forward. I'm Eric Poppy, a senior manager in Cherry Beckert's Government Contract Services Group, and with me today is with me today is Neil Bagan, a principal in our RAS practice. Um, and today we are continuing on our podcast and series on CMMC, and we're going to give a brief update on where we stand. So, Neil, thanks for joining with joining me today. Hey, Pop, always good to be with you. Thanks for having me. I'm glad that we're able to connect and talk about this. I know the last podcast was um, we were just giving a general update of progress of where we stand with the assessments. So I guess to start us off, is there a final rule yet? You know, we're in the middle of summer right now and everyone's waiting, but, you know, where are we at with this rule? Yeah, it's a great question. And I know uh, after our lab, last podcast, you and I intended for this next one to be about the effects of the final rule. Um, we were thinking that it was going to drop in May because that's what we were told. Uh, it did not. And said, well, it's definitely going to happen in June. Once again, it did not. Uh, and here we are, as you mentioned, end of July and, and still no final rule yet. Um, the CMMC program overall has actually been under internal review of the DOD since March. And I think that's impacting um, you know, some of what may be going into the final review. There was a lot of comments to the interim rule. Obviously, this is a hot topic, a lot of interested parties. Um, but really, you know, this this internal review since March has really been focused on um, kind of three main things. The first is which is is focusing on managing costs for small businesses. Obviously, you've probably seen or read some of that, and I know we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit more detail here later. Um, the other thing, really, the internal review is intended to clarify the cybersecurity reg regulatory policy and, and contracting uh, requirements. Again, still a lot of confusion there as to who's responsible for what. Uh, and then last but not least, and again, it's going to tie into some of the things that we talked about today, is really restoring trust and confidence in the actual uh, CMMC assessment ecosystem overall. Yeah, I know that there's been a, some drama going on with uh, CMMC and the rollout, um, but you know, not diving too much into that, but how does this relate to that new executive order that came out recently? Yeah, so the executive order was uh, released by the Biden administration back in May. So again, this was after the internal review had started on, on CMMC. But if you read the executive order, it, it really wasn't focused as much on the contracting community as it was on the government's agencies themselves. So a lot of um, desire to strengthen interagency reporting and sharing of communication and so forth. And if you think about you know recent events, I know we touched on several of them uh, last podcast, and my guess is there's probably one or two significant ones after, um, you know, these these massive supply chain breaches. That's really breathing new life into why a, a program like CMMC is needed. And I say a program like because if you were to take one thing away from the executive order as it relates to CMMC, although it wasn't called out specifically, um, there was kind of a, a particular portion that hinted at maybe the need for a unified standard across the board, um, which everyone is is keeping open eyes and ears on to see if that will actually come to fruition. And if it does, what that means to the future of CMMC. So going back to small businesses, you know, one of our first podcasts, we talked about the costs and how to handle the costs and that it is an allowable cost. Um, you know, you mentioned there that the holdup has been a little bit about managing costs and the impact on small and medium businesses. Any other fur further guidance there? 
So that's a lot of what, what's what's currently being worked out, and I think why the pause was taken originally. So you always heard about that allowable cost, but you know, Pop, you and I talked about it. We talked about it on podcasts. We talked about it around the you know the water cooler. It's like okay, it's an allowable cost if you win, right? What about the dozens, dozens, maybe hundreds, maybe thousands, depending on the contract of folks that don't win? Um, and so you, you have to think about it from from that perspective that it is a significant uh, impact on organizations up and down the chain, certainly small and medium that have not had to comply with similar or you know somewhat adjacent IT compliance areas. This is all new to them, which means uh, not only a ramp up time in uh, knowledge, whether it be developing you know internal in house or outsourcing to an external third party. But there's obviously costs associated with that. Um, that can be cost and investment in, um, you know, the program itself, the the standards, what does and does not meet, uh, consulting costs. It certainly could mean even investments in infrastructure, be it hardware or software, to meet the mark in some of these areas. So um, something that you know has been known for a while and and kind of a, a squeaky wheel in the system, and is now uh, getting a lot of attention at the highest levels there's been um you know testimony in congress and so forth talking about the impact of small and medium businesses and that's really i think what what probably was the impetus for the pause and then when they said okay well, we're going to go ahead and take a deeper dive in this and they they kind of unpacked some other uh things that needed to also be addressed so i would say stay tuned on that as well so with that if i'm a small or medium-sized company is there any or just in general, looking at these CMMC requirements and waiting for this final rule, what should we be doing now? What should companies be doing now? Any changes? Um, in our minds, no. And here's why. This is what I tell people. So I don't care if a year from now it's called CMMC or some other acronym. Um, again, with, with what is going on in the world today, what is going on from a supply chain risk standpoint, um, a, a national security standpoint, this is something that is never going to go away. If anything, it will increase over the years, much like a lot of different compliance areas have, because the need uh, is going to be there <clears throat> to, to protect information. This being no different. Now, whether or not it's badged with a different name, <clears throat> excuse me, whether or not it becomes a, a unified standard across the board for you know all agencies and or all contractors doing business with all agencies, that I could see uh, potentially changing, but the crux of a, a need to continually protect sensitive information, in this case, still we're talking CUI and FCI from the government contracting and, and, and federal side, um, that is not going to go away. So, so you know, marching orders for folks that we're talking to are do not take the foot off the gas, continue to prepare. It doesn't matter if it's going to be um, CMMC or something else. I will tell you, if it's going to be something else, this isn't going to be something that's going to be rolled out overnight. There's going to be an adoption period. Um, and certainly uh, for folks that have, have done a lot with CMMC, for example, uh, my hope and, and really belief is that there will be um, some, some reciprocity considerations given to, meaning if you've gone down, you know, the, the entire path of CMMC or made good progress, um, that you will get credit for that. And not only if it's if it's technical credit, the fact of the matter is, if you are preparing yourself for the standard that is associated with, with CMMC, um, which is, again, NIST 800-171, I, 
I always tell people you're, you're not going in any wrong direction. Meaning if you were to prepare outright for NIST 800-171 or, and or CMMC level three, and things were tr to transition to either another standard altogether or a new naming convention or a recodification, whatever it may be, you haven't gone in the wrong direction. Everybody's marching still um, in, in the same in the same light towards, uh, you know, establishing good cybersecurity posture, which is really the intent overall. You know, I think that's a fantastic message just to keep your foot in the gas, keep going. And I think that's a good note to end on, you know. So, Neil, I do appreciate you taking the time to talk again and continuing this series on CMMC. You know, hopefully the next podcast that we do is on the final rule. That's right. Yeah. And, and Pop, what I'll just say is along with keeping that, that foot on the gas, I mean, you know, stay tuned in terms of there's a lot of things floating around in the news. And I know we touched a little bit at a high level of some of these, but you know, there is some new leadership, Katie Arrington being out, Jesse Salazar being in, and, and Jesse's, uh, as Mr. Salazar has, has stated, that his intent uh, really is to focus on those three areas that you heard about from the internal review, and that is managing costs for small and medium businesses. Um, for those listening to the podcast, if you're not aware of uh, Project Spectrum that was set up as a result, um, definitely Google Project Spectrum, a lot, a lot of good resources out there. Um, but the other thing to be wary of is you know with anything that has the ability to make money there's a lot of snake oil salesmen out there saying that they can provide training which you can't saying that they can provide certifications which you can't you've seen in the news that there's now as of today three um what are called c3pao's again the, the certified third-party assessment organizations that will ultimately be allowed to conduct assessments for certification while there's three that have been approved they too can still not uh, conduct assessments uh, and that is because the assessment guide and scoping guidance has not even been re released yet um, so stay tuned for that uh, but absolutely be wary of, uh, of folks in the market that are trying to sell you something that quite frankly um, that does not exist the other thing we would recommend uh, just to kind of end on is uh, continual communication uh, with your primes or subs depending on where you are and even um, uh, your government program office as well. So last word of advice, uh, like we mentioned, keep your foot on the gas. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're looking to meet CMMC requirements or not. This is something that is good for business. It's good for national security and it's good for the industry. Great. Well, thank you for that summary and um, look forward to talking with you next time on the hopefully the final rule again. Thanks, Pop. Looking forward to it.